everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club Podcast. This is our first episode. I am Maddie, and I'm here with... Courtney, hello. And today we are going to be giving a little review of Beach Read by Emily Henry. I am looking forward to this. I had a lot of thoughts when I read this book, and nobody to share them with. So. <laughs> we have this now that problem you've... where we like can't... We text about books, right? So like how far I've gotten or how far she's gotten, but we can't talk about it too much. Otherwise, we're scared. We're not going to have like anything to talk about when we come on here. So it's been kind of hard to do that, but... Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find that out next week whenever we talk about the book we're reading next week, which is <laughs> something that we've been waiting to talk about for like a month now, it feels like. So so the way that our podcast is going to work is we're going to start with a spoiler free review. So if you haven't read the book yet, this is totally safe. There will be no like major spoilers for you. We're just kind of going to talk about some of the uh, like literary elements of the of the book and just kind of the general gist of it. So, um, Courtney, do you want to give a summary of Beach Read by Emily Henry? Yes, you know what? I would love to. First, I'm going to drop the categories just so people kind of know. Oh, right, right, right. What Sorry. What looking towards. Um, but I kind of picked this up as a, it's obviously a romance novel. That's going to be like 99% of what we do. Um, it was also had some good grumpy sunshine elements going on there. I would say it was kind of like a diet enemies to lovers. Um, it like the the tension wasn't like super insane, right? Uh, they're just kind of like work competitors. So it wasn't like a lot of these fantasy Which? romances where they're like super yes. um, incompatible in that regard. Uh, Wait, but- I had to throw something in there. That yeah. is actually something that I've noticed with a lot of Emily Henry's books, the ones mm-hmm. that I've read so far. They've all been work-related enemies to lovers. Yeah, and it, it all revolves around, like, literary people, right? So, like, authors yes. or um, editors, agents, that kind of deal, you know? So I, I kind of like that. I mean, it's a lot more realistic than some of the other books that I've read, but... Um, Beach Read in particular, it follows January Andrews. She's 29 and she is a romance writer uh, and she's known for her ability to like give away all these happy endings at the end of her books, right? And it always comes back to like this love that she romanticized between her parents and her world kind of gets turned upside down after her dad dies she goes through a lot um, at his funeral and his mistress shows up and gives January the keys to this house uh, and a letter from her dad so her kind of perception of romance is flipped on its head because she has romanticized this relationship with her parents so a lot of the book is kind of just that dynamic right Um, She shows up at the house. She's really determined to kind of take her career off on the next level over the summer. She's in a little bit of a slum. Um, And she also wants to sell the house because the whole ordeal kind of freaked her out, right, with this mistress. Uh, And she ends up next to her college nemesis. Uh, One time in college, they like made out at a party and it's kind of been haunting them for the last couple years and he gus the uh the male character 
he's very like angsty and all of his books have like really sad kind of endings so there that's where like the grumpy sunshine element comes in um but they're both looking for inspiration over the summer and so they end up getting into this uh kind of agreement that they're going to try and see things through each other's lenses and she is bound and determined at the beginning of course to never ever fall in love with Gus but we know how these things go yeah, that's kind fact, of just a general summary he actually says don't fall in love with me <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. which is obviously like the greatest plan if you want somebody to fall in love with you you want to tell Reverse them not psychology. to fall in love with you yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the first question that we're going to answer is, would we recommend this to fellow readers? Personally, I would recommend this to somebody. I really liked it. I thought that it was fun. It wasn't super serious, but it did have some more serious elements to it, which I do appreciate because I am somebody who likes to read both like serious literature and then just books that are really fun and just enjoyable to read. Um, and I thought that it did a good job of incorporating both of those types of reading readings that I like. So I really did really enjoy this book. What do you think? Uh, yes, I put under what I recommend this, I just put yeah. Uh, and that's not like a resounding like, yes, you have to read this book. I thought it was good. I liked a lot of the realistic plot points. Like I think that's something that the general person can resonate with the the plot and some of the struggles that the main characters are going through so i did really like that but i also know some of my friends who read romance books who are expecting like kind of a, a more of a rom-commy feel and this one did have that but it was a little darker so um i guess i would recommend accordingly but i personally did like it and generally yes i would recommend it yeah, I thought that overall it was a really fun read, even though there were some serious elements to it. I just, it was just nice to just sit around. I think I read it in two days or three days or something like that. So it was pretty quick. Um, and I do really like Emily Henry's writing style. I think that she's really good at what she does. And I'm very, very excited for her book that's coming out in April, uh, I think. Yeah. So very, very excited about that. Um, so the next one is a, <laughs> so the next category is, would we recommend this to our younger sisters? So for reference, Courtney and I both have sisters that are significantly younger than us. Mm -hmm. um, but they're like, you know, they're like in their early teen years, late teen years. So they're, they're kind of, you know, a little bit more like mature in the sense of like yeah. the stuff that they consume. Um, but they are, you know, still younger. So that's kind of where we're coming at with this category because we just want to, you know, if you're younger and maybe you're not so much into the whole smut thing, but you want to read a good romance, this is kind of the category for you. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of the smut in this book, it does exist. And I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it to my younger sisters. But if they told me they were reading it, I would just be like, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. all right. Um, it's like a I three on the spice more. level, I think. Yeah, I like would say I, it is. Yeah, yeah. I had a similar sentiment, right? So my sister's like 17. The stuff in this book, it's relatively tame considering some of the other things that I've read. If she were to tell me like she had picked it up and she was halfway through it, I wouldn't be like, no, put it down. You can't be soiled like that. Um, but my parents are also 
pretty religious, so I would not recommend it to her just kind of for that reason, too. Um, as much as it wasn't crazy and there wasn't anything super devious, like I said, it's still there. Uh, and I don't know. I just wouldn't want to, like, put myself in the position where I'm recommending that to my sister. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my youngest sister, she actually sent me her Goodreads, and this book was on there. And I was like, oh, you're going to read Beach Read? And she was like, yeah, I actually just bought it. And she, like, pulled it out, and I was like, okay, <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> um, but my family like dynamic – yeah, but uh, my family dynamic is also very different than yours, mm-hmm. where my parents are yes. not religious, and they're relatively lenient when it comes to stuff like that. And so yeah. I feel like – it's definitely, you know what I would say? It's definitely a book that I would not recommend my parents reading out of embarrassment. <laughs> but um, if I my sister would read probably it, like it. <laughs> my dad would probably like it. He'd be like, man, that Gus character, he's a real hes a real man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> real angsty. Your dad likes yeah. to pretend that he's like that. <laughs> I know. He's not. My dad's just like a frat boy who's like yeah. in his 40s. <laughs> he is. And for reference... In college, I lived with Maddie's parents for a while because uh, I was from out of state and I had a job over the summer. So I have come to know her parents really well. And her dad is an interesting guy. He's really funny. Yes. But I think yes, he would like this book. <laughs> yeah. Do that be really funny if in the future we have an episode where we read a book with my dad? Oh, my It'd God. It'd have to be something a little less smutty, but it would mm-hmm. have to be. But I think that like a good romance book, I think it'd be really fun to have Oh, he would love it. He, yeah. Well, he likes movies with, like, really upsetting endings, so maybe we would yeah. have to find a book like that. Oh, what's, like, a just, like, a heartbreaking book? I think there's – okay, I haven't read it, so I'm not sure, but there's one called You've Reached Sam. We're getting way off track anyway. Yeah, way off we'll track. We'll have to circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, all right. So, the next – so next we are going to give it a rating scale. There are four things that we came up with that we're going to rate on the scale <laughs> um, for this book. Uh, there are four categories. They are the witty banter, the character development, mm-hmm. the smut, and the realism. And this is all out of five. So it will be, you know, one out of five. It's not going to be out of ten because that is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the witty banter. Um Courtney, what what would you write the witty banter of this book? Uh, this is like the most important element to me, and it's always it's always the best in like enemies to lovers books. And so I did say that this was kind of like a diet version of that, right? Like the conflict isn't that serious. Um, but I gave the witty banter a four. I, it's nearly impossible in my head to like achieve a five, but I did feel like. A lot of their exchanges were very, like, quippy, and I liked the tension, so I gave it a four. Um, Generally, I feel that way about Emily Henry stuff. It's not, like, the top tier for me, but it's still really good, and it meets all of the things on my witty banter checklist. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I also said it was a four. There were definitely parts where I, like, laughed pretty hard, and I was like... Especially considering um, our conversation we had had like pretty like recently (laughs) going back and when I was tabbing the book so that we could talk about certain things uh, in a little bit. um, I was reading some of the stuff again and I was just like, this is hilarious. This is so funny. This is so (laughs) funny. I did laugh out loud a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I thought that the Woody Banter was good. I also 
am a big fan of the witty banter. I think that it is also very, very important in these types of books, and it can go really wrong in some instances, oh, but God. it can also go really right. Yeah. Um. So I gave it a four. I thought it was really good. I agree. I think Emily Henry does a good job of making it um, sort of realistic, you know, like the witty yeah. banter isn't super out there or anything like that. It's like realistic things that you would actually hear people say to each other opposed to being like well I don't want to give any examples but (laughs) I've got examples in my head and they're funny so just laugh (laughs) okay um so next up we have (laughs) next up we have the character development and I actually want to go first for this one okay I gave it a four and I thought that the development that she went through throughout this book was actually really good, considering that the side plot was dealing with her dad's death and his, um, like cheating on his uh, cheating on her mom and having to come to terms with her writing after this uh, element of like this big por- portion of love in her life is just like gone, like how like her inspiration for all of it was gone. And I thought that she did a really good job of writing like the character developing over time. For Gus, I think that there really wasn't that much character development. I felt like he was still relatively the same guy. He just was more um, like forthcoming, I guess, towards the the end of the book. But yeah. uh, in terms of the main character, January's character development, I, I gave it a four. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I also gave it a four. I just think, like, people throughout their lives, especially when you're kids and you don't understand your parents' relationships and stuff, you really romanticize things. And then as you become an adult, I think a lot of people experience this. You realize that your parents aren't necessarily who you thought they were, but that's just because they're human, right? It's not that they're these really bad people. It's just who they are. And so I did really like that the big conflict she had to get over was something that a lot of people can relate to, right? Because in some of these other novels that I read, like fantasy romances, it's really hard to relate to the person's struggle because it's like this huge looming war and all this magic and stuff like that. Whereas, like, this is something I feel like a lot of people have to go through. Um, And so I think, you know, having kind of some road bumps in your career, too, is something that's very common. And I think a lot of people do have to get over things like that when tragedy strikes as well. So I really liked her character development because it was so relatable. Uh, I think on a more wide scale than some other romance novels. And I also just liked that like she, as much as in certain parts she pretended to be okay, like she just had to sit there and kind of work through things herself. It's really important sometimes when things like that happen um, just to take time to fully process it. And I think she came out better for it in the end. So I really liked her character development. Gus, he's just a, a grumpy cynic and it seems like that's who he's always been and I would say like the big character development point for him would yes just be getting to that point where he's more forthright with her more forthcoming with information right like the tension is built up in this book because there's a lack of communication which is usually a big element of any romance story because that's how you kind of get the funny moments of miscommunication and how you draw out all this conflict that being said I do think it's really important for people who have like gone through things like that to kind of come out of their shell and so overall I like their character development together too I would give it a four it's not my most favorite 
that has ever happened, but I still think it was pretty quality. All right, next category we're going to go over is smut, an important element in any romance novel. I personally gave this book a three out of five on the smut scale. Uh, It was pretty tame, I would say. There was a, a handful of interactions where things got a little bit spicy. There was a lot of kind of, you know, obviously intellectual development between the two of them. Um, but I don't know, there wasn't anything like super crazy. It, I, it didn't fall into any specific category for me, just kind of general, but I do, I did think that it kind of fit with like the realistic themes in the book, maybe a little bit more real worldy. Uh, I don't know. I know Maddie feels very passionately about some of the scenes that happen in Emily Henry yes, books. I do. So. I do feel very passionately about a particular scene in this book that I cannot wait to talk about. Um, For the smut, I also gave it a three. I definitely have read fan fiction that is much more graphic than this. Um, It's pretty tame. (laughs) One Direction fan fiction, to be exact. And when I was far too young to be consuming (laughs) it. Um, I definitely think that it had its moments and it was fine. It is definitely not the hottest book I've ever read in my life and it's definitely not the least hot book I've ever read in my life so yeah. I gave there it a three no, as well. like there's no toe curling or anything happening you know yeah You're not like yeah, no ripping the edge of your seat waiting for what's gonna happen next but it's yeah, there exactly it's yeah exactly um so that leads us to our last category which is the realism of the book and I gave it a two but now that we're talking about it, I think I may have actually meant to give the other book a two. <laughs> yeah, that's, not even, uh, that's probably. I more think accurate. I. I think I may have. I think I may have meant to give the other one a two, because this book it had like okay, it definitely has elements that I don't think are super realistic, and that being that I think the relationship did move a little too fast. Right. But like I have already joked, and I have to repeat my joke, so laugh again, Courtney. Um, <laughs> this is coming from somebody who started dating my boyfriend the day that I met him and moved in with him four months later yeah. in a different state. So I like, um, I, I'm like the queen of things that move really fast. Um, and I just felt like it moved a little too fast for me. I wish that it had, you know, spaced out a little bit more. I thought that it was kind of... Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to, you know, give any spoilers, but I thought that there were definitely some parts of it that weren't super realistic, but also it wasn't like it was like so unrealistic where I was like, okay, what did I just read? So, um, I think that I'd probably give it about a four because even in the scenes when like they're, you know, there's like smut going on, I felt like those were pretty realistic and they were funny and they were like funny in the way that those things are funny in real life. So I, I give it a four. Okay. I, yes, I also gave it a four. Like I said earlier, I really liked the character development because I felt like the problems that they were experiencing were something that like a lot of people experience, even if it's not in the same capacity, right? Like I said earlier, people tend to romanticize their parents. And then as you get older, you realize that they're people. Um, And I feel like that was really the big bad wolf in the story obviously there's like the the miscommunication between the two main love interests that kind of keeps you on your toes till the very end when they eventually get together that's something else she likes to do is she likes to draw the happy ending out to like the very last two chapters 
Um, um, do you know what I was going to tell you? What? I was looking at Goodreads, and I think that there is a, like, single page, like, uh, epilogue to the epilogue. Really? Yes. And I didn't read it, but I was reading the Goodreads, whatever it's called about it, uh-huh. and it said um, that Gus is in his literal daddy era. <laughs> so, I hate yeah. That. <laughs> but that's kind of what the epilogue is is that it's like they i'm assuming they probably ended up like having kids if he's in his literal daddy yeah. era but. um I hate that. <laughs> yeah i wish i, I should have i wish i, I could have like found it. it i i couldn't find it anywhere um so oh I, hang on yeah i was gonna say is there anything else you wanted to add i would yes i would also like to add on the realism aspect that uh, I did think that it moved a little quickly. I agree with you there. But I do think like in terms of building up a friendship first before like feelings are there and building up like respect for each other because they both work in the same industry. I think that there was a lot of groundwork that was laid and I think that's also realistic right some of these books people end up together and you feel like they don't really know anything about each other at all and I didn't feel like that was present in this book so I really liked that overall on the realness element yes okay well I think that finishes up the spoiler free review of Beach Read by Emily Henry. So we are going to move on and talk about some of the spoilers. So if you haven't read the book yet, or if you were watching this to see if you were interested in reading the book, maybe come back to this after you finish reading. Or if you've read it before, you can keep watching. Or if you simply just don't care, you can keep watching as well. So let's move on (laughs) into the spoiler version of the book. So let me just tell you, the book that she was writing the about the circuit, what did what, you call it, Macaroni Family or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I think that that would be such a fun book to read in real life. Oh, like, the it would circus? Be, yeah. Yes. And I love how, at like, the whole time she's writing the book, she's talking about how she, like, she's she's writing this book about her family situation that she's having, right? And it's using her mom and her dad as like the main characters well she's the main character and then her mom and dad are also part of the story and it's about her dad having a second family and you know her mom not knowing about it and like all this like very dramatic things that are happening throughout the book that are happening to these fictional characters to these other fictional characters as well and I think that it showed her character development when she chose at the very end of the book to still make it into a book where she's like looking forward to the future and I was like that's really sweet because it's like the whole time she's writing this book because she's so angry and upset but then at the end of it she just decides that she's going to be positive anyway and I really liked that about that I thought that that was a really good little like keeping tabs on where she's at in her story like in her personal story through her fake story Well, and I think, too, like, that's who she's always been, right? And, like, Gus comes in and he has this influence on her. Um, But at the end of the day, even though she's trying to see things a little bit more through his eyes, she still comes back to, like, who she is. It's a happy Mm -hmm. medium. And I think that that's 
that was like a good overall dynamic. I will say too, I thought Gus was like a little too angsty. Um, and I know some like like okay, so this is the spoiler parts, right? Like he was divorced. He got divorced and it was an awful, terrible thing that happened that hurt him deeply but I just feel like he could have shared that so much earlier on and I know his whole character development is being more forthright but I was like it's not like people get divorced every day that's not like yeah it's like 50% of people are divorced it actually might be higher than that now but like I just I think it would have given her like that small what I would consider inconsequential piece of information would have just given her so much more understanding of him. And it also drove me crazy that she wouldn't open the freaking letter from her dad for so long. I was like, you're creating, you're like asking all these questions, right? About like why he did something, how long it happened, da, 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 da. And you have potentially the answers in your hands. And instead you're like, mulling it over for all these months and then I mean opening the letter it was kind of like I don't want to say anticlimactic right but like he explained himself that's it it just would have helped her so much more if she had done it earlier and I understand that that added to the overall tension of processing what was happening but it just felt like just like I felt like Gus not telling about his divorce was kind of like immature and petty like I felt like her not opening the letter was immature and petty and so I was just like I just wanted to like grab both of them and shake them and be like just say what you need to and open the letter like it's not that hard I don't know I hated that his ex-wife came back in for like two chapters yeah like what was the point of that like she like people get divorced all the time and then don't stay in contact with their exes and that is totally fine yeah it's not like they had any reason that they still needed to be in contact with each other they have no kids they don't have like a house and from from the way that the story was building up it seemed like he had been divorced for like a while yeah like it kind of like threw me out of left field when it was like kind of oh and also my ex-wife naomi is here okay (laughs) why right so like i was kind of mad at the aunt too for not saying anything because she's treating it like it's this big huge secret that he needs to tell her himself and she's like the aunt's like just hold on just wait like he's a good guy he'll come around and it's like you could have just or even alluded to it like it seriously is not that big of a deal in my head I don't know I know that it was probably hurtful to him but like the aunt's over here, like, trying to facilitate this whole relationship, and all she had to do was just be like, hey, he's cynical because this happened, and it just would have, half the tension would have evaporated, and I get that that is what, like, prolonged the conflict, what made it so, you know, good, but I just wish it hadn't dragged on for so long. Yeah, that did seem really out of character for her, for the aunt, considering the fact that her whole purpose for the summer was to try to get January and Gus to fall in love. Right. I'm like, you could have done it like that. All you had to do was tell her, like, what was really happening. Yeah, I mean, like, I really honestly didn't think that divorce was that big of a deal. I also, like, just... Yeah, I don't know. Um, Something else I just realized, and you're probably going to think I'm so dumb for just realizing this, but her name is January and his name is Augustus, which is August. Yeah. Which is like the opposite of January. 
Uh, I mean, technically, I guess July is the opposite of January, but still. Well, well, if you're talking about, like, juxtaposition here, too, right? Like, so he's Augustus, but he's so cold, and she's January, but she's so warm and, like, full of life, right? Mm -hmm. It's all these parallels. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Miss Montag coming back through you right now you you're recognizing all of these precursors yeah yeah it it's it's her um her effect that she has on me that she's she's had this grip on me for the last 10 years that I've known her and I guess 11 years now that's so long but um she made us excellent writers though honestly bless her heart that's very true um So, uh, I also want to talk about the storyline of her coming together with her, or coming with the, like, accepting her father for who he was at the end of the book. I thought that the letters that he wrote her were so sweet, and I cried. I was like, man, this is, like, really emotional stuff here. And, like, could you imagine, like, losing your parent and, you know, you have held you've held this idea of them for the last year because they've been gone and they, you know, they really hurt you when they died because you found out that they had been cheating on your mom. And, you know, you're just like, you really hurt. And then you find these letters and it just shows like his deep appreciation for her as her own person, opposed to her being just like an an extension of like their family, if that makes sense. And I thought that was really sweet. It made like, it made me sad, made me cry a little bit. Well, and I, what I really love too, right, is so she like built her dad up in her head to be this wonderful person. She realizes maybe he's not. And then you read the letters and you kind of come to realize like as much as she's been struggling with this, he is a good person who just like made a mistake. And like the circumstances too surrounding this whole side relationship he had, they're somewhat understandable. I mean, like I don't think cheating's okay, but um like there was some problems in the marriage there's a break like but one thing that I think is really important is her dad takes accountability for all of those things he doesn't try and hide them from her uh and then he gives his explanation and he still acknowledges that like what he did wasn't necessarily the most morally right but like he's being accountable for them and here's why. And I think that that helps him to be an even better dad, right? Like, here's where I made these mistakes. Here's why. Uh, Here's me taking accountability for them. Like, that's still teaching your child a lesson through, like, your own mistakes. So I had a lot of appreciation for her dad. He was a good dad. He was a good guy who made a a couple mistakes. And you can kind of see that through his relationship with the mom too, right? She doesn't want to talk about it. She wants January to figure it out for herself. So that she's not like shaping this perception, but like her mom and her dad were eventually able to come back together again too. And so I think that's a good reflection of his character. And I, I do think that he was a good dad start to finish as much as what he did hurt her. Yeah, I definitely 
Agree. I also do want to point out, though, that I did think it was a little convenient that he just happened to write her one for her 29th birthday when she wasn't even 29 yet. And also a little convenient that he just happens on her, what was it, her 28th birthday to confess all this stuff. Mm. When his death, his death was supposed to be, like, unexpected, right? Like, it was, like, not something that they had been anticipating. Right. I think so. And so, like, why would he write that on her 28th birthday? Just be like, by the way, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die in the next year. So here's all my deep, dark secrets. Because before that, it was all like, you're a cute little ballerina and I'm so proud of you. Look <laughs> at you doing your writing. Oh, you're so great. You're so perfect. Also, also, I'm cheating on your mom. <laughs> yeah, just toss that one in there. Yeah, just throw it in there. Thanks, dad. Just really appreciate it. So... I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a little convenient for the plot, but I also think like, listen, parents listening, when your children become adults, just be honest with them, right? So like, I feel like if January's parents would have been honest with her, she would have had a way healthier relationship with love, right? Because she talked about her previous relationship. It was very hollow, because she was looking for like this ultra epic mega love that doesn't exist and her parents could have at any point been real with her like yeah it would have changed her perception of them and their relationship but it would have better prepared her for what life was gonna throw at her um and I don't know I mean like I think it's just important to be vulnerable with your kids to be honest with them they're the closest people to you so when you make a mistake, like, it's important, I think, to share those lessons that you learn with your kids and just to help them have a more realistic perception of what the world and what relationships are really like. So I wish that they would have done that. That's the whole conflict for the book. So obviously, like, it was an essential plot point. But I think just the takeaway from that is that you should be honest with your adult children about who you are as people will still like you. Yeah, I think that that is probably really important for parents, but I don't really think that parents, well, maybe, like, younger parents, but I don't really think that, like, my parents are reading this book, which is, maybe it's uh, helping us become more uh, emotionally sensitive parents when we grow up and become parents. (laughs) We grow up. True. Yeah. We're, like, almost 25. (laughs) Yeah. But it's for when we grow up, so... Um, okay, is there some things that you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, well, first, I would like to say that in my head, I pictured Gus as Adrian Brody, and, uh, wait, who is that? You said, you told me who that was, I have to look at Adrian Brody, okay, and, like, the thing that I recognize him most from is, like, the 2000s live-action King Kong, Kong movie that had Jack Black in it, um, And I don't know why. I think it's because she described him as, like, having dark features and, like, a crooked nose. And, like, I don't know. Just the way she described him. And I don't think he's attractive. So that kind of shaped my perception of Gus in the book, too. Like, I also have this habit. Maddie knows this, right? So I love, um, like, Tessa Bailey's It Happened One Summer. It's, like, the love interest, like, this big, burly fisherman dude. I, and I love hockey romances, so I don't know if it's just, like, I don't like the little scrawny intellectual guys, but I perceived him as that, and it really 
it skewed my my whole perception of him throughout the entire book. Yeah, I only ever read <clears throat> um the only other Emily Henry book that I read was Book Lovers. And in that book, he's also, I believe, described as like a skinny guy. And so yeah. if that's what you're into, that's fine. More power to um, you. Just know that Courtney is picturing Adrian Brody when <laughs> you're talking about that. Here, um, I have to pull up a picture of him. No, I'll put one up on. Okay, I'll like okay, add one you. on here because I have one right here. Um, He kind of looks like Adam Levine in a little bit. And I think Adam Levine is one of the most unattractive people alive. Um, his Super Bowl show still haunts me, and it's been years. That's so, understandable. Yeah. Um, I I kind of pictured him a little bit more attractive. Here's the thing. I actually do like the, the tall, lanky, skinny guys. I think that they're done well. Like, I think okay. they look fine. I think they look good. Um, and I do not picture him looking like this. I have a hard time saying who I would picture him looking like because in my head, he doesn't really look like anything. He just exists because I have a hard time like actually visualizing what I'm reading. <laughs> I do, but I, I can't describe it if that makes sense. Like, okay. It's, I, he does not look like this to me though. He kind of looks more like somebody with like kind of like curlier hair. Okay. His nose is crooked, but it's not crooked like this. It's a little bit more like... Yeah. You know how, like, my boyfriend's nose is, like, how his is? It's, like, a little bit yeah. kind of like that, but, like, a little crookeder because he's got a little crooked nose, but a little bit yeah. more. Okay. Um, So I just kind of pictured him a little bit differently. Well, uh, there was, like... I sent you a fan art on Instagram, too. We'll have to put it up in the... Yeah. And give credit to the artist, but um, that kind of helped me. I was like, okay, that's what he's supposed to look like. That I, I, I like this, I saw this better. <laughs> I saw this really funny um, post that was like me trying to prevent myself from looking up fan art so I don't get spoilers for the book I'm currently reading. It's and I was so like, that's hard. Other Courtney. <laughs> it's so hard. The fan art is everything to me. It really like. Sometimes I it just helps me like picture the person better or I feel validated for thinking that they look a certain way and someone right. else does too. Yeah, obviously been... there's like certain books that have more like if you look up a Sarah J Mass book there's going to be a billion pictures but right. Yeah, I think that um so I've been trying to do some of that sort of stuff for my book and mm -hmm. so since I've been doing that um I've been getting like a bunch of different books little pop-ups you know, what are they called what are they called we just said what they're called what are they called fan art, fan art. um <laughs> but they're like the collages where like they take like pictures from pinterest mm -hmm. and they turn them into different um like little images about the different books so Yay. i saw one for beach like i thought collage. it was really nice. yeah i thought it was really cute and so since i've been kind of like in that headspace recently i've been seeing a lot of them and i did see one for this and i thought that it was pretty cute yeah i mean it was nice um okay so there is something i want to talk about in this book <laughs> okay i'm scared <laughs> um, so when they actually you know woohoo for the first time i laughed <laughs> so hard let me see if i can find the scene oh no 
Also, I thought it was really funny when they were, like, about to get frisky down in the basement, and he goes, you really want to do this down in your dad's creepy basement? (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh really hard, but that's not what made me laugh. Um, She's kind of the queen of, like, awkward sexual encounters, or, like, in weird places. I'm like, why here? Why? Yeah, in... Um, book lovers, I was like, are they really about to do it in this library? (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to find... Okay, this is annoying. I can't remember. There's a part of it when he pushes her up against a bookshelf. And I could not stop laughing. Because for (laughs) context, I had had a Christmas party in December, obviously. And Courtney was explaining to two of um, our male friends what woody banter is and like what happens in romance novels so she was demonstrating by herself on the wall how to push somebody up (laughs) against the wall and every time i just like hear or read or see anything about people being pushed up against a wall i just think about courtney going (laughs) and it makes me laugh every single time i said i said wall pressing right pinning them in and they were like what and so I got up, full body, full figure, bam, on the wall. I actually made Maddie participate in a single demonstration. Finally yes. got my point I was across. I was the push the pushy. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, that's only because I'm taller though. In terms of yeah. who has a more dominating personality of this friendship, it's Maddie because she's an Aries. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's always um, but I thought that it was really funny although i will say that like when they finally got together i wasn't like pining for them to get together yeah. you know like i sometimes there's books where i'm like oh my gosh just do it already but then like <laughs> they don't and it's really just like okay i guess i'll just like keep waiting but this like it just never really got to that point where i yeah. was like man and like she tries to set it up with chapter 13, which is literally just one sentence about how she had, like, a dream about Gus. And then she needed a shower. And that was just, like, okay. All right. And I don't care. (laughs) Nice dream, I guess. Hang on, I found Um, this part about, I found a part about bookshelves. It's after the basement scene, or during the basement scene. What page is it on? It's on uh, 248, and it's the fourth paragraph down. I will I will read it aloud for you all now. <clears throat> all right. Oh my god, I murmured against his ear. Do you always have sex against your bookshelves? Are your books behind me right now? Is this an ego thing? Yeah, that made me laugh because <laughs> Could you <laughs> Yeah. See, that's what I liked about. I liked about their scene was that they had witty banter during the smut. Like that is like that's really good it's peak for me um i think that (laughs) um yeah i think that i think that it was pretty good the witty banter during that scene it was making me laugh that's also why it was making me laugh because we were also describing what witty banter was to (laughs) these two gentlemen um earlier in the week and not only was there people being pushed up against walls but there was also woody banter occurring at the same time so i thought it was really funny i'm just trying to bring more people into the romance fold you know and yeah i'm tired of everybody thinking that romance is just for the girls it's for everybody i think that men specifically straight men could get a lot of value out of this stuff 
that's probably true it's definitely true um, actually um <laughs> yeah <sighs> yeah so i really did think that that was pretty funny um let's go as over far like quality too this was 16 bucks and i traveled mm. with this book to many places it's still in pretty good shape so i would say for a paperback 16 bucks not bad yeah. uh, i think the cover's cute too Her i think that all of her covers cool. are pretty cute yeah i th- there's definitely this like uh faceless people trend for romance novels Mm -hmm. and i think part of that is so that you like you don't have to picture a certain person when you're reading it yeah so that's kind of what i've noticed um i think this looks really good opposed to one of the other romance books that i have recently read the spanish love deception Ah. um the cover of that book is ugly i don't i do not like it (laughs) Um, but next week we'll be reading a book that I actually really did love the cover of and I that was like wholeheartedly the only reason why I bought the book was because the cover was beautiful. But yeah, is there Hopefully. anything else you want to talk about when it comes to spoilers? Because I feel like we haven't really talked a whole lot about spoilers and I feel like there's like maybe we're missing something. It was a good book and there was honestly like it follows routine, you know, it's very like routine in its whole makeup and it you know, it has a happy ending and has a, a, a character, a hero's journey throughout. And yeah. it's, it's a good book and it's very common. I mean, not common, but it's very normal for this, yeah. this genre. Um, oh, the cult stuff. Mm. I thought it was a little weird. Yeah, it was, I don't know, like, it It was odd. I guess I can see how it contributed to some of their character development, right? Definitely helping January see the world through, I guess, Gus's more pessimistic lens. But as a side plot, I don't know, there definitely could have been something more entertaining. I love where she took her book with that inspiration, with, like, the carnies and stuff like that. Um, but it was very strange, very strange element to get in there, especially because mm-hmm. it didn't serve, like, a huge part of the plot line. That's something that's kind of, like, extreme just to sprinkle in there. Yeah. It felt a little a little too serious at points where it was like is this really the book where we should be talking about this sort of stuff because january is about to get railed so like (laughs) (laughs) do we need to be talking about the super super depressing um side of being in a cult right now but major boner killer yeah, but it was good. I mean, it wasn't like it was super disturbing or anything like that. It no. was just kind of out of place and a little sad. But overall, I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Don't fall in love with me. And then sure enough, they always yep. do. Yeah. They always do. So if anybody ever looks at you and they're like, Don't, Don't fall in love with me, they love you and they want to be with you. So. And you will get married. Yep. Yeah. And he will be in his daddy era or mommy era or Oh god. They era. I don't know what else. They 
Thera. 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 Oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So any any final thoughts, Courtney? Any final notes? Any final uh ideas? Um suggestions, hopes for the future. Ooh, mm, you know what? I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Which one did you like more? Book lovers or betrayed between the two? And I know we haven't reviewed book lovers, but we have both read it, so Yes, so I think personally I liked book lovers better because I have like very close relationship with my sister and I felt like I really liked their dynamic in the book and I thought that it was just kind of a little more, mm, it was a little bit more interesting I think too and I liked that it was definitely like 100% 100% a play on the like traditional Hallmark movies which mm-hmm. I really liked I actually my Goodreads it said like this is Hallmark but with smut in it like it, that's yeah. the only difference between this I so I that book I loved it this one is good the other one was just like it got knocked out of the park it was so mm-hmm. good it made me laugh um yeah, I read Book Lovers in, like, eight hours or something like that. I read that book super fast. I didn't even put it... Oh, uh, I didn't have a choice. I was on a plane. But, like... <laughs> well, I think the main character, Charlie, too, he's much more likable than Gus is. Like, Gus is just way too angsty for me. I'm like... Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like I like angst, but it's just kind of, like... In moderation. Yeah, he was a little too... Uh, He's definitely the kind of guy who's like, have you heard of the band 1975? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of picture, um, oh gosh, who else do I picture when I think of him? After I saw that fan art, I picture him as, um, oh my gosh, uh, Kylo Ren, who plays? Oh, um, Adam Driver. Yes, yes. Um, how could I forget his name? But yeah, no, I preferred between the two. I preferred book lovers, but this was a it was a good one. Similar feels. She definitely has a specific writing style. I've noticed. She keeps the happy ending very, very towards the end. Um, lots of witty banter, which is obviously central, as we've mentioned. So overall, I really like Emily's books. Uh, I'll be reading them as they come out over the next few years too. So pretty good job something that i really appreciate about emily henry is that it's not kylo ren and ray fan fiction which is something that i've noticed is a very common theme maddie because i got you a book based off the cover no 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 no. it has nothing to do with you i had read another book that was um what was the other book i just read that was about that I got I Maddie remember. the Dead Romance. I think I I, I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that the book we read next week, this one is Kylo Ren and Ray fan fiction. Or maybe just Kylo Ren. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that it was this one. I think. The other one, Spanish Love Deception, was Henry Cavill fan fiction. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Cavill, I think. Cavill? Henry Cavill. I. I like him more than I like Adam Driver. But. Really? Uh, did you hear that he might be playing uh, Craig and Stark? I will get on my hands and knees. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Kylo Ren really just ruined Adam Driver for me. He's like cringy, angsty, and I can't ever get it out of my head in any of the roles yeah. he plays. There's this, um, you know, at my gym, there's like a, a, a sauna and like a steam room. Yeah. Terry will go into the steam room and he'll come out with his <laughs> shorts like all the way up to like his mid chest. And I'm like, Terry, Kylo. you look like Kylo Ren in that one scene. <laughs> I don't know. I like, I think, I think Adam Driver is super hot. So I don't know. I, well, we also have a disagreement about Pete Davidson. So yeah. It's all right. Best friends can't agree on everything. That's right. So this leads to the end, and that is Beach Read by Emily Henry. Overall, I would say it's a great book if you are looking to pick something up. Although if you made it to this part of the video, you probably already read it. So let us know what you think in the comments down below. If you have not read it, you can find it at your local bookstore or Barnes & Noble. Please do not shop on Amazon. Courtney has a pitch here now for Barnes & Noble because she's a big fan. That's right. Um, so I think it was like 20 bucks, but you can go ahead and get a Barnes and Noble membership. I think you get anywhere from like 10 to 20% off. I don't know for sure. It saved me a lot of money. Maddie uses mine, uh, but it's well worth it if you're an avid book reader. Even if you buy like 20 books in a year, it'll pay for itself. So I highly recommend that. Um, and it's just nice to like, you know, go out and be part of a community, meet other book lovers in those locations as opposed to waiting for a package to come in so yes so that is the end of beach read next week we will be reviewing love in the time of serial killers and i have thoughts lots. So i have a lot of thoughts about this book and i cannot so wait thoughts. to talk about it <laughs> courtney are you okay over there i'm yeah that book made me so angry <laughs> um so we will talk about that next week. If you have any suggestions for us, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you are listening on the audio, you can find us on social media and you can comment on those as well. If you're not listening on audio, you can also find us on social media. So if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at the Woody Banter Book Club. We will have new episodes for you every Monday and we are very looking forward to this. This is going to be a really fun project for us. Like I said in the beginning, well, like we both said in the beginning, we have we read a lot of books and we have a lot of thoughts about the books we read. And so this is going to give us a good little um, platform to talk about them. So if this is something that interests you, feel free to subscribe um, and you can find us on any place where you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So we will see you all in our next episode. Courtney. Thanks for joining us guys. See you <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye.